three, two, one. <laughs> Don't worry. It's fine, you guys. It's okay. I know it's been a while. It'll be okay. <laughs> Uh, hey, welcome back to Nielsen Brother Podcast. All all three of us are here. That's right. I'm I'm Logan. I'm Luke. <laughs> I'm Landon. Hey. <laughs> so, I don't know. That, I don't know. That intro made it sound like we haven't all three done this together in a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's been a minute. It's just trying to reacquaint the audience with their heroes. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, how's it going, guys? Pretty good, man. What you been up to? Not much. Uh, now that school is over and my subbing position has ended, I'm back to not knowing what day it is. <laughs> I, I thought that the other day. I mean, it was yeah, nice seeing you at school all the time uh, recently. And then I was like, oh, yeah, like you're done. You know, like yeah. I, I go to the school every day still for coaching and weightlifting and stuff. Right. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're you're not employed there for the time being. Yeah. Uh, and I and I really enjoyed that. I, I missed it a little bit just because it was fun. You know, I, I did truly enjoy working with the kids, but it was like I kind of miss having um, a weekly schedule because now <laughs> yeah. that I don't have it, I really like every day. I'm like, when is it? When <laughs> when am I right now? Because I know I've got things. I've got some trips coming up for both comedy and just fun. And part of me just it was always like, oh, is it, oh, is it tomorrow? Do I need to? <laughs> could, could be two weeks from now. Could have been yesterday. How how panicked should I be? Because I don't know when I am. But uh, how are how are you guys? Good man. We've been uh, getting after it. Summertime schedule. So coaching stuff. My kids are deep into the little league game. So that's been our life pretty much recently. Yeah. Right on. Lando? Um, yeah. Fire season here in Wisconsin is basically over. We actually staffed this weekend a little bit, but we're done. Um, had tree planters in, planted over 100,000 oak. Jeez. Yeah, so did that, like, right after fire season. So it was, like, not much of a break before we got all that in. And then now, uh, now we're kind of slowing up, doing, like, our post-fire season meetings. We have a team meeting next week couple of trainings atv utv trainings and stuff and then hopefully i can take a vacation it's the hope anyway so things are settling down a little bit good now uh now how i'm asking this because i recently learned some things about planting trees mm. <laughs> not because i've done it myself i have not and probably never will yes um but i learned that a, it the success of planting the tree depends on how old the sapling is because they can stay sapling for how old were these these old saplings? So that's the thing. So last year, no. Look at that. Look at that. That's that's good that interviewer good right there. Question. Good work, that's man. Man, man. God, I'm good at this. I wasn't expecting that today at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it depends. I've been studying what you do for a living. Um, <laughs> Follow up questions Landon. about hammocks. So we'll leave with this. <laughs> but uh. So it depends on. Yeah, did you put them all together hammock length? <laughs> that's, that's how you want to space them. You get a yeah, hammock out sure there. They're all within good yeah, hammock. Well, length. and you just do a radius. You put one in, and then you plant in a circle around it. So you could <laughs> multiple hammocks, different levels. I like that. I like that. Honey, yeah. I shrug the kids thing, like the guy in the. Yeah, that's what it is. Rick Moranis and is yeah, out yeah. there. That's what he's been doing while he's not in movies. He's getting proper tree planting. Hey guys, these trees. These aren't far enough apart, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Need a little more room for a good hammock. 
Anyway, Landon, I'm sorry. The que- the great question I asked. Yeah, I, we want to know the answer. I've lost it now, I guess. But these were... Uh, How old were these saplings? Yeah, so it depends on like what type they're too. So like if you're planting conifers, pine or whatever, it's, it's simple. Mm-hmm. It's just like one little root system and it goes straight in the ground. We're planting oak, only oak. Oak is a hardwood, so it's got big Deciduous. Deciduous. So it's got uh, big root systems. I believe those are angiosperm trees too. Watch your mouth. Yeah, I don't know. Wow, you got me on that one. <laughs> I know, it's a clean show. <laughs> one of my students was doing a presentation on hardwood versus softwood. So I've, so I've learned some I've learned some tree words. Sure, sure. Pretty good. I'm sure I learned that in college, but I don't remember it. Anyway. Um <laughs> But, but conifers—they're like pines and uh, and uh, uh, the other ones that are needly spruce. That's the word I was looking for. Lair. Fir. I almost put them together, but I'm like, there's no such Christmas. thing as a sulfur tree, Logan. <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You plant a bunch of crimbus trees. All right. Moving on. Uh, no, go ahead, Landon. No, but so they're hard. The older they get, they're harder. They're harder to tree plant, right? To, to hand plant. So right. We couldn't lift trees last year, COVID times. So. Mm. one-year-old oak is a lot easier to plant than two-year-old oak so we had a mix we had some one-year-old oaks and we had some two-year-old oaks two-year-old oaks gotcha gigantic root systems so it sucks to plant and we planted a hundred thousand how how long do oaks stay uh saplings technically because some saplings can be like quite a few years old right yeah i mean before they're like a tree tree well that's just i don't know i don't know where they classify where it becomes a tree but like ours is so we're planting a hundred thousand into one site because the deer are going to come browse it and when you're hand planting like that you're going to get like 80 percent mortality rate most are going to die most won't reach tree gotcha. adulthood but that's okay. why we sock them in there we just blast it with saplings and some of them will find their way up <laughs> <laughs> Some will grow up. We blast it with saplings. <laughs> we do. Sock it uh, I, love the, I love the technical terms yeah. of your words. Yeah. That's the name of my new album. Blasted, <laughs> Blasted with saplings. That's right. That's and it's you and you You have a guitar plugged into not an amp, but a tree. Yeah. <laughs> That's the yep. cover. Yep. It's blasting with sampling. Like heavy metal Sapling. versions of real, like, folksy stuff. Just talking about trees. And- <laughs> Yeah, it's like taking a like like '60s protest songs, but making them <laughs> like metal version. Uh-huh. Chaining myself to a tree, and then I'm rocking this world. Uh, very cool. All right, well there we go. A little tree talk yeah, in. Tree talk. Speaking of planting, we're talking about planting. So, my daughter and I planted our first garden. Yeah. This year, how's that going? Claire and I did. It is going fantastic, and I am in love with gardening, I think. It's my first time doing it, but I really, really like it. Like, it's kind of neat. You put seeds in the ground, and then they Mm -hmm. grow into things. Yeah, and I want to just say for the audience, uh, Luke does get excited by a new hobby every other week. So don't get, you know, so he says this about everything. Anything he's done successfully once is now his life. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's, that's true, but I'm really enjoying it. Every, everything's coming in good? Yeah, yeah, and it's all growing really good, and we get in there, you know, weed it and all the things, and yeah, but it's I'm like, it's just kind of surprising. Like, you put little seeds in, I'm like, I don't know how well this will go, but then everything starts growing, and it's pretty cool. It's almost like nature never needed us, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yipper. <laughs> To stay on planting, mm-hmm. uh, me too. Me too. We've been planting things. What are you we got, planting? So we got a few things going on. Uh, most of it's Jess is doing. I just 
I ask her, like, how many times do you need me to point a hose at things? And then she tells me. <laughs> summer once a day, summer twice. Uh, but no, we got little, there are little uh, mobile kind of potter things. We got like a big pl- like garden planter thing on wheels, which is pretty handy. Mm-hmm. And we've got some tomatoes and some peppers and some jalapenos. And we got some, some mint and some basil and, and a bunch of stuff going on wow. with that there. And then we've actually been planting some new grass because the side of the house is all like just dirt patch. And so we laid out those, you know, those roll out things that you, they just disintegrate and turn into grass. Mm, yep. And so you got to water those twice a day. So we've been keeping up with that. And the other day, I went outside and was going to water it in the morning. And then the side of the house had a lot of grass growing in. And I got really excited. And then I thought, <laughs> what happened to my life? <laughs> I used to have dreams. Well, you know. And I was like, hell yeah, grass. Yeah, grass and then she just planted a bunch of other stuff on the side of the house. So we got we got a, we got a lot of options of things for me to kill. It's good. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Now our three listeners are just gonna be surprised at the this is the moment that this podcast takes a hard turn into just gardening. That's that's it from here on out. Ooh. We're just a gardening podcast. You know, even if we did that, it's still not even the most niche podcast I have. So, <laughs> Sharktoberfest is, is incredibly specific. That so, uh, this I feel like weirdly has a, a better market than, <laughs> than the other things I make. Well, we'll do some garden check-ins then as we go. As that's, we yeah, do that's more right. We'll, we'll, we'll do updates when we uh, we'll see we'll see whose whose plants dies first. <laughs> 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 and it's really rough if Landon's does because it's his job. Yep. So if all of his die first, like if it happens to me and Luke, that's fine. We'll just find a new thing. Landon will have to find a new career. <laughs> uh, he will be fired. <laughs> None of them made it. Um, well, now on to our next. Uh, <laughs> that'd be a bummer. <laughs> Yes, it would. I, I hope that doesn't happen. If all the trees died, our, that would be bad. It yeah, would be. it'd be bad for just all of us. Um, <laughs> next, uh, let's get on to our regular segment that I think uh, we are, at this point, contractually obligated to do. Yeah. We have contracts yeah. for this show. Yeah. Um, we don't actually all like each other, but we were forced to do this show. It's very strict contract. It's like the Friends reunion, you know, because they were just like, this is the last time we'll do this. It was very clear that they weren't going to hang out again in the future. Uh, <laughs> Check that box and move away. But, hey, what y'all been watching lately? What I just watched, and this is a callback to the last episode that was yeah. just Logan and me, but uh, we were talking about subtitled movies that we needed to mm-hmm. watch, mm-hmm. and... We've talked about this motion little... books. I like to call them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I had never sat down and watched Ip Man. Mm, it's good. Oh yeah, yeah. It's good. And like, course, martial arts stuff. Like, I was always super interested. I've seen clips of the fights just on YouTube and stuff. But like, so I'm like, I'm gonna sit down and watch this and pay attention. So I'm reading the subtitles. What a great movie. Yeah, I really That's a good enjoyed one. it. I can tell you right now, uh, stop with the first one. You don't need to continue on. <laughs> I had kind of heard that. They're like all on Netflix. But uh, no, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Like just kind of you know, a little bit of the history stuff. And I, I love just the Chinese choreography of fighting, like Chinese movie. Like they should just get all the people who do all the fight scene choreography in those movies and have them do the yeah. American action movies. Because like I just love where you can see – like a punch or a kick being thrown and see it land in the same frame. Yeah. It's not only do they know how to shoot it, they also know how to properly edit fights yeah. like that. 
Mm-hmm. Like, because even they use stunt doubles and stuff too. Right. You know, obviously, you know, started with like Jackie Chan, and he absolutely did not. Yeah. Uh, he just <laughs> threw himself into things. So it was very yeah. easy to film. Uh, every part of it, because when someone is just uh, recklessly hurting themselves, uh, <laughs> right? But they, but because that that language has been so in their cinema for so long, same like a lot of Japanese uh, has that too, mm. because and a lot of them learn from like Kurosawa and stuff like that, yeah, like yeah. how to like how to frame and how to edit those things, and we don't think about it, but a lot of our fights in American movies uh, suck. They don't look as good, or at least they don't look as good as they could. Well, Maybe I'll put it. Because even some great movies here that have like fight scenes, you don't realize like, oh, they could be even better with very simple tricks well, that like Chinese cinema has known for you know for fifty years. And to me, it just sort of feels like a lot of times if I'm watching, you know, an American action movie, which is still fun, but like some of the fight scenes, it feels like when you see something that's CGI, even if the CGI is okay, but like your brain does that thing where it's like, oh, that's not real, you know? Yeah, like. I will get that a lot with fight scenes or like same thing in just general sports movies. Like if you're around sports all the time, you're around like martial arts all the time, like it just doesn't move quite right. Things don't land quite right. So it looks fake where like yeah. you watch these, you know, like Ipaman or whatever and the fighting's, I mean, it's elevated. You know, people are flying across rooms when they're getting hit and stuff. Right. But somehow it still looks more real because the contact looks more real. That's the biggest thing, because a lot of American movies, they cut on contact, like on the hit, mm. will then cut to like the other side and whatever, where then, you know, especially that's like a trick Jackie Chan used a lot, Jackie Chan and Sammo Hung used a lot, where they would cut right before, right after a hit. Yeah. So you'd see the full, you get to see the full movement in one shot, and what they would do is sometimes repeat it, where they would literally do a hit and then cut to a close-up of the hit again, which makes the hit feel even more powerful. <laughs> right, right. And it's just like it's just a little editing trick, and your mind doesn't put it together fast enough. All it makes it is like, oh, that was a big old hit. Sure. It doesn't realize it saw it twice. Yeah. And it's just that little thing of like how to manipulate the eye into like making punches look really good. Yeah. So anyway, that Lando, was how about you? Watch. Uh, watch. That's a good it. movie though. I like that. Movie. Uh, actually, speaking of things that like your eyes. You can tell something's off. I, just, I feel like we talked about it a little bit the, the other day, but uh, Army of the Dead. I just finished that today. Not good. I just watched that. But uh, the no. Tignataro's thing. I didn't know that she was. Yeah. Like, I didn't. I didn't know any of that. One of my buddies who I work with, he was telling me about it. That like <laughs> she was put in. I was like, oh, like I. Then I went. Like, I didn't watch the movie. Yet. I only watched like the first clip, and then yeah, no, she she looks weird throughout the whole thing, pretty much. Yeah. So. She was digitally replacing Chris D'Elia. Yeah, because yeah. Chris D'Elia did some stuff. Uh, Google it if you care. Um, and he's just he's a, a turd. But uh, they cut him out and then they replaced it. So they shot some scenes. So she's in some physical sets, like with the helicopter and stuff, right. obviously. But then there's a couple scenes where it's like group scenes, and you can tell I, there was only a couple I really noticed. She's actually put in really good mm-hmm. into the movie, but there's a couple I'm just like, oh, she's way more in focus than anything else. Yep. Here. And there's, there's like <laughs> she was the give her a light to like jump in. It's like that ah, was kind of strange. Yeah, like I'm like, oh, I can tell you filmed that a year later. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that movie, I watched that. That was one I watched recently too. Um, and you're right, it's not a good movie. No. I kind of loved it just because it was so stupid. <laughs> And like, I kind of, I don't know, I just turned my brain off and I kind of enjoyed it. That's what I've been doing. Like, I've, I haven't watched anything serious in a while. It's been nothing but kind of fun stuff. But uh, with that, it's like, just give me, like, the premise of that movie. There's like 
Las Vegas is infected with zombies. They got to go in and steal some yeah. money before we blow it up. Like, that's all I need. I don't need a love story. I don't need a father-daughter story. I don't need any of that. Just give me that. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, and they abandon that premise. It stops being about, like, the heist stuff is so quick right. and just part of it. Because, like, when they were doing that for a little bit, I'm like, oh, this can be fun if we make this a heist movie. Right. But there's a t- – and I liked the ticking clock, too. Like, we got to do it because they're about to nuke Vegas to get rid of it. And, then, oh, they moved it up a day, right. which is so dumb. That's but so it's stupid. like, oh, no. <laughs> I was so annoyed when that happened. I was like, come on. They easily rescheduled a nuke, and everyone's fine with right. it. But, but uh, then, beans, we got to get the money. It's kind of funny. Like, the news guy, though, is like, because it'd be cool, says the president, to be on July 4th. Because yeah. <laughs> it'd be cool. Like, oh, I like that, too. Our funny. president said it, w- it would be, quote, pretty cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I'm like, I like that. And that's like, I I wish the movie leaned into its dumber elements more. Me too. Because it's also it's a Zack Snyder movie, yeah. so it's way more serious than it needs yeah. to be. <laughs> uh, I thought I was getting nothing know. but like fun the whole time, like a fun heist with zombies. Like that sounds awesome. And then, no, they tried to make it too much drama there. That was annoying. It's an it's an hour longer than it needs to be because it's two and a half hours. Yep. Which again, it's like not everything needs to be the Snyder cut. No. Like some, <laughs> like bro, you can make a regular length movie because that movie did not deserve to be two and a half hours. No. Um, but yeah, the once they get there, it's like oh, the kind of like fun Vegas stuff is thrown out. I like the idea. It's like oh, these smart zombies that have their own like society. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great stuff in it that could have made a genuinely awesome movie. Yeah. That they don't really do great, but then also with how dumb it is, was fun. Like, I do recommend it. Like, oh, it's stupid. You may hate it, but it's kind of a goofy time. The annoying thing is, though, is I mentioned stuff being out of focus. The focusing in that movie is wild. Because he shot it. Did you notice that, Landon? Like, watching it, how much, like, the stuff was constantly in and out of focus? That's just all Zack Snyder to me. I just finished the Snyder cut, too, and I was like, ah, it hurts my eyeball sometimes. But Well, this one's even worse because he also, this is the first movie he's acted at his his own DP, his own director of photography. And he was showing, I watched like behind the scenes, he's like, oh, I got these new old lenses and the sh- like the focus is crazy shallow. And it is. But for a big like spectacle zombie movie, I don't want to only see one half of Dave Batista's face. <laughs> I'd like to see the movie you made. I'd like to see all the, the apocalypse. I want to see that. <laughs> that sounds fun. You're in Vegas. Right. <laughs> right. Show me Vegas. Don't you show me one blurry half of, of Tig Notaro's face you filmed a year later <laughs> that you could have made him focus. She wasn't even there that day. Anyway. So I've watched 20 minutes of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah? What'd you think? Well, and I'll probably watch the rest of it like as I'm doing something else. Uh-huh. But my one takeaway is I was sort of like, you know, Zack Snyder could just make a whole bunch of the musical montage action scenes and I'd watch that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because... It was really fun, like campy, cheesy, where it's showing like them fighting all the zombies and playing Viva Las Vegas or whatever Vegas song that they played, you know? And it like reminded me of like the intro to The Watchmen, you know? And they're playing The Times Are a Change. Right. And it's like, <laughs> like, it's sort of like how sometimes movie trailers are better than the movie. Like, oh, I'd sure. watch a Zack Snyder just do a like, here's two and a half hours. Totally unrelated things. I just took a song, made an action scene for it. Took a song, another action scene for it. Well, and that's kind of part of the problem with that movie, too, is that opening sequence is way more fun than a lot of the other stuff in the movie. (laughs) And that's why, like, tonally, it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Oh, speaking of heists, actually, um, Landon, I told (laughs) you about this. (laughs) 
went on one, uh, didn't go well, had to kill a lot of guys. Um, there was one guy, he was a loose cannon, knew that was going to be a problem. Uh, <laughs> he captured a cop, cut his ear off. That's right, we did beat for beat. <laughs> Reservoir dogs. No, um, so Lane, I told you about this last time we were together, but because um, I know ne- none of us really like love true crime documentaries, mm-hmm. and especially so many of them tend to be like serial killer focused, which I'm I'm very over, and they just tend to be, uh, you know, a lot of glorifying Ted Bundy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's okay, they were psychos. <laughs> um, yeah. If you want a good true crime doc that Jess and I watched, uh, it's about a heist, and it's just really interesting. It's called uh, "This Is a Robbery." And it's on Netflix. I think it's three or four episodes, so it's not know. not too long. Um, and it's about uh, an art heist that happened to a museum in Boston in 1990. And it's like the most uh, these um, uh, Rembrandt paintings were stolen and stuff like that. And the documentary right away, I'm not spoiling anything. They're right away just like, oh, we've never solved this. We've never figured out who did it. Hmm. But we have a bunch of weird connections that we're going to give you. And that's kind of the fun of it. It's a lot of just like, I don't know, maybe this, maybe it was the Boston mob. Maybe it was this guy. And that it's kind of a fun one. Cause it's one, it's just not a bummer of just like, and then my daughter was murdered. It's not, <laughs> it's none of that stuff. Yeah. It's just a lot of this like kind of conjecture. And then, and also too, guys is a documentary and they're interviewing all these older people from Boston <laughs> You get some wild accents. <laughs> you get some truly. This one you will. Speaking of subtitled things too, you will want to subtitle this one because there's a couple where I'm just like, that's not even a Boston accent. That is just all over the place. But that that was actually like fun and interesting and wasn't a bummer because I get bummed out by especially the ones that are like, here's ten episodes and we're just really going to talk to you about how murder's bad, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I know. This one's just a, a kind of a fun what if. Like, I don't know. What if these guys were behind it? What if these guys were behind it? It's, it That's gets into like the, like that. the Boston mob of that time and stuff, too. And it, it's 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 interesting ones. So that one I recommend. I think you guys would actually both like. Hmm. Right on. Right on. That sounds good. This The crime thing made me think of it. The other thing I've been uh, watching with the kids is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Hmm. Okay. Which, you know, I... Kind of missed it when it was. Well, I think it's still on, isn't it? I mean, the show's still going. It's his last season is premiering okay. this year, but they're ending, uh, ending it after this one. You know, I kind of after Parks and Rec, I'd kind of gotten done with like watching the regular sitcoms on regular TV. You know, yeah. But several people had told me who like kind of know my taste and stuff. And they're like, "You'd like Brooklyn Nine Nine, man. You should check it out." And sure enough, it, Michael Schur is one of the co-creators of yeah. it. Yeah. Like he just everything he does, I like. So it's him and then uh, uh, Lord and Miller too, the Clone High guys. Oh, they at least were. I think they were at least producers in like the first season. I think they directed the pilot and stuff too. Oh, nice. Okay, I didn't. But put I think that they're, they're one of the co-creators too. But they did the Lego Movie and stuff too, and Twenty One Jump Street and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Okay. They got fired from Solo. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's, I remember that. Did you know that they were making that? That they got fired and they gave it to Ron Howard. Yeah, well, I, do, I do remember because I just remember like the Clone High guys. Yeah, which I love yeah, Clone. Sorry. I like Clone High much better than Solo. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but Brooklyn Nine Nine is pretty funny. I mean, it's like the kids and I like that for like, a, oh hey, we got twenty minutes, let's watch something like a sitcom is nice, you know. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. Okay. 
Yeah, I've I've only caught a few episodes and I enjoyed them generally. It's mm-hmm. one that didn't like I get, didn't get into enough, but it was also like I think the first season I started watching, and everyone's like, oh, it gets pretty funny after that. Well, yeah, I thought um, the first like, like even more so pretty funny too. But like Andre Brower's really funny and it just being like I love Andre Brower deadpan the whole time and like they really play that up. Andre Brower is one of those guys because now everyone kind of knows him for that show. But he like his first big breakout was Homicide: Life on the Streets mm-hmm. in the '90s, um, which is like the precursor that was based on the book that David Simon wrote that also was like part of The Wire yep. and stuff like that. Um, but like I've watched pilots of shows that were not good shows, yeah, but had Andre Brower in them. <laughs> so every Andre Brower scene, oh, mwah, chef kiss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did one that was like they were. It was called The Last Something. I don't even remember what it was. But they were like, it's in the future, and they're in a rogue. Like, they're in a, uh, a like, a nuclear sub or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then in that version, like, America, like, declares martial law and does something sketchy or whatever. And then he decides that he's not going to obey orders anymore. And so they become, like, their own independent nation basically they dock the subs on an island and they're like if anyone tries to come get us we'll launch a nuke at like san francisco or whatever because we disagree with what america's doing and the show was not good it was very bad show and i watched a few episodes but every episode had andre brower giving a great speech and oh my god just do just give me just give me that i don't care give me five minutes a week <laughs> that could be its andre own show Bra- just andre brower, andre brower just just openly threatening someone, and oh, I'm there. I'm there. He's so good. <laughs> Reminds me of short little things. So, JB Smoove, like the comedian actor. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think he's on one curb of the, your enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. I think he's one of the funniest people on planet Earth. I just like. He's really funny. He's just so kind of ridiculous and all over that I love JB Smoove. I don't even remember the name of the podcast. He's got a podcast now. Um, that's on like oh, the, yeah. the Team Coco stuff, you know, but but it's him every morning and he reads a quote from like one of those quote calendars <laughs> and then he just talks about it. So they're like 15 minutes long of him just like, here's this quote and then him doing all this exposition on what he thinks it means. So it's just all over the place and that's it. That's the whole show. <laughs> I just saw him on uh, with coded at uh, the the clueless gamer youtube thing oh, oh yeah, my gosh yeah, those yeah. are so fun he hasn't done them in quite a while and he did one with jb spoof and it was excellent so good yeah i saw part of that because jb he just gets so hyped about whatever he's doing yeah. um because i heard him i didn't listen to the whole episode but he was on comedy bang bang which is a comedy podcast i like mm-hmm. um and he was the guest on that and like scott ackerman the host tries to do really kind of uh, like alt bits or whatever. It's always very sarcastic. It's very like, oh, I'm playing a heightened version of myself. And JB just sh- shuts down every premise he introduces, but in a very fun way. He's like, no, 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 because it's this. And then we'll just go. <laughs> so it's like a, a weird, an interesting form of improv of no, but, and then. <laughs> yeah. But no, JB is very funny. Well, I love him. Um, the more recent seasons of Curb Your Enthusiasm, I think, are so hilarious, and he might be the best thing on it. I've still never really watched any Curb, me either. and I know that's one. I and you told me, Luke, too, that I should just skip to the current seasons, yeah, yeah, because they're really good. And I, it's one of those ones I never really got into. But I was also I was never really in the Seinfeld either. 
Yeah, and I, I that get surprises that. people for how much of a comedy nerd I am. But like Seinfeld just never really hooked me. Well, and it's I mean it's in that sort of you know there is no through line plot. I mean it's sort of that same type of thing. But like I don't know these especially the recent seasons are way funnier because it's on HBO, so you don't have to. So it's funnier right. than Seinfeld in terms of like sheer just laughter because it's so outrageous and you don't have to edit right. anything and it's you know whatever kind of straight to the source of how like I want to say like sort of eccentric that it is right well yeah because now it's just pure Larry David yeah he at least was before he was filtered through Jerry Seinfeld now it's just Larry <laughs> David right so. that's what I mean so it's yeah I really like it um anything else anything else we've been watching or, or listening to or i or? just uh i ra- ran while i was up north staffing and uh had like hbo on and it came on the new it oh which yeah, i never yeah. watched and i actually a couple years old by now but really liked it so i actually i finished that this morning and uh yeah really good i'm gonna watch the second one probably tonight after the game really good Sick. stuff i went to the theater to see both of them Mm-hmm. Yeah, with some buddies, just because like ah, oh, like cool horror movie thing, whatever. I I really loved the first one. The mm-hmm. second one, not to you know lower mm-hmm. your overnight. I did not enjoy near as much, but the first one I thought was great. Yeah, I was not something that's me like. I would never really click on it either. I'm not like a horror guy at all, but it was on, had it on in the background, kind of like I kind of got hooked. And I missed the end, so I finished it today. And, yeah, really good. I enjoy it. I'm, I'm like a sucker for, like, an outcast band of kids joining together to overthrow, like, you know, powers. Like, that's Stranger Things, that. Goonies, like, all that stuff. That's my jam. Mm-hmm. That's just that. Like, kids I, on bikes. Kids on bikes things. Yeah, 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 for sure. E.T., yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Throw me a kid on, on a bike. That's <laughs> why I, so I wanted to finish it, because I was kind of, like, kind of hankering. I like, keep going on to, like, Netflix and, like, hoping for a new trailer at Stranger Things or something. I'm kind of, like... I'm ready for for them to yeah. be back. So I, I don't know. I kind of get in that group, itched, you know, but, curdy yeah. itch a little bit. So, what was the um, Super Eight? That movie that was too. Excellent. That yeah. movie's Super great. Eight. Super Eight. Monster Squad. Yeah, yeah. Any of that. Sign me up. That's kind of a that's kind of the, the more uh, the more indie kid. But yeah. So. Uh, version. The the second one is actually fun too, and I like the people they cast as the adults of all the kids. But mm-hmm. then, of course, you know, like the original it, then the second half is more about the adults, and I right. care less. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, another thing I watched that I just want to throw out there. Uh, oh, I also a show I mentioned last week. I finished that show, Devs, that FX oh, show. Yeah. Um, recommend that. I think you guys would enjoy mm-hmm. it. It's kind of it's heady, but in a good way. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed that show. Nick Offerman's in it. He's got a weird haircut. Check it out. <laughs> um, but also, I watched um, uh, Bo Burnham's new special on Netflix. I saw it advertised. Inside, it's great. Really, it's great. Even like even the parts that aren't funny, it's just really interesting. Because I mean, I find him as a fascinating comedian. Anyway, I don't think he's always like one of the funniest ever. But yeah. what he does, I just really appreciate. Sure. Yeah. Um, cause even his like last specials he's done were really interesting. Uh, but this one's just fantastic. And it's cause it's all filmed in one room and he shot it all by himself. Hmm. And he even does like in, while he's doing bits, he'll be changing lighting with buttons and stuff too. Really? Um, That's cool. yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty great. Hmm. So I recommend that right. Bo Burnham's new special inside is, is, uh, is quite interesting and nice. funny. It is very funny too. There's some really funny songs and funny bits in it. Hmm. Right. Yeah. The other thing I've been watching, we touched uh-huh. on this on this podcast before, but 
So Mickey's kind of gotten interested in video games a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we had started playing that The Last of Us. Yeah. Which I really love. But now Mick has sort of jumped ship and he's discovered Red Dead Redemption. Oh, okay. And he likes that? He seems to prefer that because there's just a lot more. Uh, he's not my nephew. Well, <laughs> uh, which I got thinking about that. No, like at this age, though, there's a lot more like I get to ride around horses, have these It's shootouts. an open world game. Yeah. You know, like. You don't have to follow the story as much, you know? Right. So that's what he's like. When I give him some video game time, that's what he's like. Well, like, you can't really play it together so much, you know? But he's like, can I play Red Dead Redemption? So, like, I just wind up, like, sitting and watching and be like, oh, like, get that guy. Like, oh, I think you got to drive your horse this way. But uh, anyway, he's been digging that. So I've been watching some Red Dead Redemption, which is (laughs) cool. And Red Dead's good. I didn't love the first game because it just felt like busy work the game. Because <laughs> it's like, hey, now ride to this town and talk to that guy. Oh, you're going to ride back to the other town with him? And he's going to talk the whole way, so you got to watch the whole ride. What? And then you're going to get another thing, and then you're going to ride to another town. And I was kind of like, gee. That's God. what I kind of felt, too. Like where There was a part of me, I'm like, are you, like, are you playing it wrong? i'm like like, that's what it's been is like you find this lady she needs seems like you got yourself a full-time job here bud you're not doing cowboy stuff at one point he's like with this gal and she's like oh we gotta go wrangle up some horses like okay cool so he goes and wrangles some horses brings them back and they get them like back to the corral and it's like now there's some more horses over there i'm like for for real like you you just did the thing they gotta do it again somewhere else I can't wait to play Ranch Hand Simulator. <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. He, he like, now is he when I it. sleep. <laughs> so, so I don't know. Like, yeah. if, if he's bailing on The Last of Us, like I might have to learn how to play a video game. Actually, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to learn the buttons. <laughs> Do that and myself. Because I think you'll really enjoy the rest of that game. How far did you guys get? I, this may be a thing I'll edit out, but I just for my own curiosity, because I know that game way too well. No, uh, not very far. Like we got to. Is Ellie the girl's name? Ellie's there. We got her like picked up and we were starting that and then Mick wanted to try Red Dead Redemption and then he Oh my god, you guys didn't even get to like the plot yet. I know. <laughs> Good lord. Well d- also like we no, I get we it. maybe play like an hour of video gaming every week, so it's like no, we're I not know. playing a whole ton, but and I'll get it, like, from him, too. It's like, because Red Dead is just an open-world game where you can just wander for a while without even doing the story. So I totally get why that would appeal to him. Well, yeah, and I think he just likes, like, I'm riding a horse, and now I'm going to go have a shoot 'em up at, like, you know, Old West, big shoot 'em up and that's kind of cool. Me and my friends started playing Red Dead Online, because in Red Dead 2, you can play online with friends, and it's just the open world. And you can do missions, but you can also just wander around, and we will just... Honestly, some of the most fun I've had playing video games this year was when me and my friends Steve and Rob, uh, we stole a train, and then we drove it around for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) And it's some of the most fun I've ever... And you can encounter... It's all, like, NPCs, like, just computer characters, but then every now and then there will be real players in the cowboy world, too. Oh, who are, like, playing elsewhere? Like, they're in their own game? Yeah, they'll be there in... And some will be hostile, and they you can get like we've we've done a lot of gunfights with just like random posse's of other players, hmm. and you can just keep respawning and just killing each other in a town. Um, also, if someone murders you, you can press charges against them and against them, which is funny. <laughs> so you can press charges, <laughs> so it ends the fight, and then they have to pay off a bounty somewhere. That's pretty. <laughs> so solid. if you really want to. 
Uh, yeah, so we'll just play. And one time we stole a train, and it was really fun. And then we got ambushed by rival players just who wanted to take our train, and we didn't <laughs> let them. And, uh, and we just kept, we kept saying, we're like, this shouldn't be this fun. We're just driving the train <laughs> <laughs> through a computer world and having a blast. So that's how you know we've been inside too long. Well, you know, it's much harder to just steal a train in real life and drive it around. So... You're right. That is true. Because <laughs> this one, too, the only the way to make it move is press X. Yeah. Um, Which I'm assuming there's I'm, more to a real train. I don't know. I'm I'm assuming in a real train there's at least two buttons. <laughs> so, but this one, <laughs> X was go. It's forward and backwards. You don't have yeah. to turn. I mean, it's just <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There, I know there's no wheel. <laughs> I'm, ne- I'm never going to have to hang a left anywhere. Oh, could you imagine that's how you had to drive a train? Like you had to keep it synced up make on sure the track. So you're <laughs> make just sure like you're the whole oh, time just oh, stressed God. out to the max. Uh, it's windy today, too. <laughs> you got to keep her <laughs> leaning coming off the rails. Yeah, that'd be a horrible design flaw. <laughs> By the way, if you turn too far right, everyone dies. Oh, God. Okay. Um, well, all right, then. It's actually a super what dangerous job, new? actually, I think. Between a train conductor? Like, it is a dangerous I, job? I think in, like, Or it would life, be I if think, you had to steer. That would definitely well, take it up an hour. That, too. But, no, I think, like, even that, like, they, like, tell you, like, when you're getting started. This is going to be, like, dark. I'm <laughs> sorry to jump in, I guess, but this train's talk. But, uh. but I think they said, like, you got to be, like, okay with, like, killing somebody <laughs> within the first couple of years because it's going to happen. Loading and unloading, you know, detaching different cars or whatever, people doing things, yeah. suicide or whatever on the train. And or like, like yeah, you just got to be kind of like okay with it. Yeah. And it's, uh, uh, it's a bummer. Much like that. And much like that movie, The Kingsman, they give you a dog and then at some point they just tell you to kill it. That's how they train you. <laughs> They're like, oh, you've now you've grown an attachment to it. Uh, you must kill it now. And then you can become a trained doctor. <laughs> the trainsman <laughs> coming to a cinema near you. <laughs> It's, it's these secret agents so like the chase scenes aren't like you know aren't james bond and austin aston martin it's just two trains chasing <laughs> each trains. other on the same tracks being like wow well, I, mean. <laughs> I like it uh well the thing is too it's like trades you, you don't really like it takes like miles to stop something mm-hmm. too so even yeah. like oh there's oh crap there's something ahead hopefully we stop when we get to it tomorrow <laughs> like breaks and wait mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well good thanks for joining us for train talk everybody uh, the saddest show on the internet uh, a lot of children click on this show thinking it's going to be fun because choo-choos and whatever but no we get into the real dark underbelly of train life yeah i don't know uh what else is what else is going on Fellas, I've been still listening to the uh, "What It Happened Was" podcast. That's featuring oh, LP right now, and they are up through "Run the Jewels" too. So that's been really enjoyable. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I really enjoyed learning more about the early LP stuff and the company flow mm-hmm. stuff and all that. But of course, you know, we all love "Run the Jewels," so it's been fun hearing him talk about those albums. I mean, like the Def Jux episodes right now i i devoured a couple on my last couple drives and yeah really good stuff Mm -hmm. lp's the man really enjoying it and then that's got me listening to kind of more old hip-hop that i used to listen to a lot more like 
that, hey, I was with Arlo all day, and we listened to Aesop Rock all day long. So <laughs> it's funny. Pretty good I've day. I've been listening to a lot of Aesop <laughs> Rock lately, too, because they talk about them on there, and it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, all day we've been listening. I've, I've gotten really into a, a, a rapper lately called Bus Driver. Have you, either of you ever no, heard of him? I don't know Bus Driver. Uh-uh. Look him up. You made me think of it because he's, he's done a couple songs with Aesop Rock, and he's got, I don't know if he was maybe like an influence on Aesop or something like that, too, but he's got kind of part of that flow a little bit like the way like they emphasize words and stuff too it's like hmm. you, you see a little bit of correlation between them but they've done some songs together too uh but but he's a really interesting artist some of the songs are just kind of weird but in a fun way hmm. right um but kind of he was kind of like a mix of of like aesop rock and then i'd say maybe uh um uh oh come on what's his name think of it he did the rap verse on clint eastwood by the gorillas why can't i think of his name Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of who that was. Neither. Oh, Dell, Dell the, Dell the funky something. Hmm. Hold, hang, hang on. I'm looking it up. Dell, Dell Griffith. Dell Griffith, Dell the funky Homo sapien. <laughs> this is a good name. <laughs> it is. What he's done, he's done, he has like a band called like Deltronic 3000 and stuff. He's part of a group called Hieroglyphics, which I believe is with Aesop. Yeah, I've heard that. of Hieroglyphics, but I yeah, I know him. Yeah, so 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 if you know that verse, you know from from Clint Eastwood, the big breakout hit of, mm-hmm. of the Gorillas. Yeah. You know, Finally, someone let me out. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's Del the Funky Homo Sapien. He's got a <laughs> lot of great stuff. He's one I fell into too. Like ah. he's a really fun. The, the name alone is worth checking out. Yeah, he's got a bunch of different and all of his stuff he likes to do like because he's got a group called like Deltronic Five Thousand or something like that. And it's all just about space stuff. It's like <laughs> Deltronic comes from the future or whatever. Just one of those weird rappers which I like. Yeah. I like that sometimes where it's like, oh, this isn't these aren't gun bars. This isn't about real life. This is what if I was an alien and I rap. It's, it's like, <laughs> like hip hop Ziggy Stardust, you know. And that's kind of yeah, I'm here for. It. I enjoy that kind of <laughs> stuff. Mm-hmm. And like Bus Driver kind of has that stuff too. <laughs> A little bit of kind of like MF Doom in there too, mm-hmm. kind of in Bus Driver. Right, check them out. You guys will yeah, like that. Nice. All right. Well, good. I'll check that out. I'll text you guys. I'll text you guys a track right after this. Uh, send me your send me a mixtape. <laughs> uh, done. Done. <laughs> You're gonna get a cassette in the mail in <laughs> two to three weeks. <laughs> Looking forward to it. That's all these podcasts. I have a like setup. I can still play cassettes. <laughs> I wanted to like check out <laughs> Company Flow and some of that stuff. It's been mm-hmm. you know I've, I've never really listened to that. Yeah, his his old old stuff really. I got I got like a couple of his you know single solo albums, but I, I didn't don't have any company blown. I think he said in that that they don't own any of the rights to that stuff. It's really hard to license because of all the samples and all that. So, yeah, that's why. Oh you, yeah, 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 yeah. You can't. That's probably some of that older music right. though, so sample heavy mm-hmm. and obviously sampled too. Like you can get away with it if people don't really realize the sampling, mm-hmm. you know. But if you're like taking straight riffs from something, right? God, we have a weird podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, a, hey, here's some new stuff we watched. Also, let's get really in depth in some some obscure hip hop that people in this show probably don't know. <laughs> Which no. I, th- I think though is an appropriate look into our lives because I feel oh, that way sure. in general sometimes. Where it's like, I am a middle aged white dad who lives in rural Iowa, and I'm like outside in my garden while I'm like pumping some you know random new hip hop that just dropped or something. And it's like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I always say that, like, Arlo's going to be the goofiest kid. Like, yeah, we're going to be – like, we, we bump Royce to 5'9", basically, every time we're in the car. So <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to be goofy. I think he's going to be a weird yeah. kid. 
<laughs> yeah, that tracks. I have too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah already yeah. there, man. That, that'll be <laughs> yeah. your kids in <laughs> right. in nine right. years. Right. <laughs> it's just uh, it's just safe to say, everyone, that the uh, the next generation's podcast is going to be even more niche. <laughs> right. um, well, because they won't even explain what they're referencing. They're just they've been forced to, to absorb it. Well, you know, as as Mickey, who is is pitching now for his little league team, so gets up in the morning and like we'll watch Andy Pettit videos. <laughs> You'll <laughs> be current. You have Andy Pettit. <laughs> well, I got talking about because like he kind of looks like Andy Pettit when he pitches because he does the this. No one listening. Other, I don't know if our cousin Dan listens to this, he's gonna totally jump on this reference. But Andy Pettit, who pitched for the Yankees for a long time, would hold his glove up to his face, and you just see his eyes, you know, mm-hmm. under the bill of his hat and above. Mickey has always naturally done that pitching like just that's what he does and he's left-handed like Eddie Andy Pettit and Andy Pettit had this kind of like nice balanced easy delivery where the knee came up mixed kind of the same so I would joke I'm like yeah you look like Andy Pettit so then like that's who he's modeling his pitching after now is Andy Pettit so like we went to the Little League Diamond the other morning and he's pitching just us and he's like hey can I? Can you go to first so I can work on my pickoff move now? So he's you know, doing like his Andy Bennett pickoff move to first. Like, yeah, you know, Dude, that uh, hip 1998 reference. Right. Uh, do you guys remember that video game we had where it was always and now now coming to the plate Andy Petite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't remember which one it was, but I can't hear the name Andy like Pettit without. Race. Yeah, MLB Penerays. <laughs> yeah, good call. That's, that's right. That's right. I can't hear ever since then that we had that game. It was like 99. I can't hear the name Andy Pettit without going in my head, Andy Petite. Because <laughs> I just, I remember that just entertained us a lot. <laughs> I'm going to mix it up again here, throw another curveball at us, I guess. But back to video game talk. Hey, baseball. Oh, video video games we used to play. Um, baseball back to video well, games. Come on, you nailed that. Segway, yeah, kind of. When you guys are talking video Good games, ball. like last ones I played, Final Fantasy VIII. For when we were kids. So <laughs> yeah, I, only have, I have an old PS3, and I don't play games at all really anymore, Arlo or whatever. But I happened to turn on the other day and say, I'm on disc three. I played for like 30 minutes, and hey, I'm in space right now. So like, anyway... I'm figuring it out. No, see, that's that's one of those games that's I'll, been. I'm gonna finish it eventually. God damn it, it's gonna yeah, happen. That's, that's been a that's been a real like golden fleece journey for the Nielsen brothers. We've uh, uh, we've been con- like cause for a while we could never get past because if, this is back when you had to have games on multiple discs for people that maybe don't remember. A, a, a good game was on a disc, maybe two. Yeah, yeah. A, an insane game was on four discs, and Final Fantasy VIII. Was on four discs, and we could never get past disc two. No, yeah, it, we could never get past yeah. it. So I don't know how that game ends, and I've never looked it up because there's. I always tell myself in my heart, <laughs> no, someday, someday I will beat it. And I, I remember getting it from a PS3, and I bought it, and I started playing it again, and I, I kind of looked up some strats too, because uh, there's a whole strategy you need to do if you, if you. The reason why we kept losing too, because if you if you beef up your guys too much, it makes the final enemies stronger because they level up with you. We didn't know that at the time. We were fools. We were children. <laughs> yep. We didn't we didn't know we were making the enemy stronger. 
and we always made the one you get these these monsters you can summon gfs which stands for guardian forces it does. there's a lightning one yeah and in a fight you fight these two guys the lightning one makes the one lady stronger yep. So, and that's always your strongest one. It's the first one you get. So that's the thing. We didn't. We didn't know. If you look it up, if you look it up, you can get others along the way. To so the many desk. others. So There's a bunch of different ones. We, just, we knew of like the four you could yep. get very easily to find. We were, we were, we babes in the woods. We didn't know. We didn't know how to use the junction system. No, not huh? at all. Is is anyone still listening? <laughs> is there anyone? That reminds me Still of Still listening to the show. <laughs> this is the most specific <laughs> podcast that's maybe ever been created. This is the most and least specific podcast. <laughs> it's just it's just a Russian nesting doll of who cares. That's what, that's what this show is, and that's why I like it. <laughs> but now with that, is there anything else like, you know, we've never looked up how that game actually ends. Is there anything else like that in your life that, like, you were going to watch the end of or do Ooh. so you've avoided spoilers for and now just an incredible amount of time has passed and you still don't know what happens you know it'd be like the equivalent of like if you still don't know what happens at the end of the sixth sense or something like that you know like i don't know <laughs> somehow avoided, still avoided it forever because <laughs> i have one you have one if you got okay. one please go please go so the tv series heroes that was on i think nbc oh okay, okay. yeah yeah it was nbc so when that came out, I loved that show. Like the first season came out when I was in college. And first season's so yeah, good. And me and a bunch of buddies lived in a trailer park in Fayette, Iowa together, high class. And um, we would get together on whatever night that came out when we would watch the new episode of Heroes, and I loved it. So the night of the finale, I had to work. The season finale? The season finale of season one. Okay. Season finale of season one. I had to work, mm-hmm. so I did not watch it. I had my my buddies. I think tried to record it on a VHS tape for me, and it just didn't work. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't see the last episode of season one. Yeah, I avoided any talk about it because I didn't want to know the big reveals. Whatever, I to this day do not know what happened after the penultimate episode of season one of Heroes. Luke, I'm going to tell you this. Mm-hmm. As someone who watched that season finale and then watched some of the next season, maybe even that whole next season, you actually have stumbled across accidentally <laughs> the perfect way to watch Heroes. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> don't ever don't watch anymore. Okay. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm Werner Herzog and Grizzly. Man. Just what, whatever you do, do not watch past the penultimate episode of season 1. Promise me, you must destroy it. It will be. <laughs> and to me, it's become sort of like the J.J. Abrams mystery box thing, where it's like now mm-hmm. so much time has passed. I'm like, whatever. And, and like, I don't plan on watching the rest of it because I heard season two and stuff's not good. But yeah. I was like, I should. It's on streaming, so I'm not like, I should watch the last episode. But then I'm sort of like, whatever happens isn't going to be as good as what I have in my head. <laughs> no. So you, I think, you have, yeah. you have a much better view of heroes than I will. <laughs> and you should keep that, cherish that, right. because I'm watching. I'm watching it live. I watched that final. Episode. It's the very end of that la- la- last episode. Some stuff happens, and I went, "Oh no, I think this is going to be a bad show now." Mm-hmm. And All then right. season two 
sucked. It was so bad. And I never watched after that. And everything that happened later on just gets more and more silly and stupid. So okay, hang on to that. Well, buddy. good. I'll Don't. just tab out on that. But <laughs> to that point in the series, to up to that last episode of season one, great, great show, no. a lot of fun, absolutely. No, that first season's fantastic, and then the very end, I was like, "Oh crap!" And then I was right. The mm-hmm. next season, <laughs> well, good. Was not good. How does that happen all the time? Like, do these are these people not like movie and TV show fans, where they just wreck shit constantly? Like, <laughs> <laughs> how does this always happen? <laughs> Well, it's like with that show, it happens with a lot of long-running shows, especially shows that are based around, like, uh, magic or superpowers. There's a lot of shows I've done that they're based. I guess that was probably like a 22-episode season or something, too, back in the day, right? That was probably a long, it they stretched been, it out a little bit, would have been. Yeah, no, it was quite they, 22, but it was a lot of episodes. Right. But but a lot of shows, because you still see it with shows, too, that are about kind of fantastical, fantastical, like, uh, like premises or whatever the problem they always create is they don't know how to raise the stakes aside from like i don't know more superpowers they don't know like because that's what i heard happens with like the flash and like supergirl and like all all of those like kind of dc shows a friend of mine was just telling me like yeah a couple of them are good for a few seasons and then they stop knowing where to go and the only thing they know is like i don't know then this guy's got powers too he didn't before but now he's a superhero too because we don't know how to raise the stakes anymore and that kind of becomes a problem with heroes. They're just like, I don't know. Here's another superpower, or here's an alternate timeline because we don't know what to do. Uh, here's, yeah. here's this. Like, yeah. well, I just think too, yeah, from know. like a writing standpoint. Like, I think a lot of times if it's like a great first season, then it trails off. It's like, well, you have this tight premise where you have a story arc. You have your beginning, middle, end, and then if you yeah. get keep getting renewed, which you want, then you like you said have to keep upping the stakes or whatever. But then it's not. Right. It's not tight. We're like, especially shows like that that are built on uh, mystery, that are built on cliffhangers, and oh, what's going to happen next? Yeah, you can only keep that up so long before everyone gets annoyed. <laughs> yeah, because you mentioned J.J. Abrams, a great counter to that, but also an example of it would be Lost, like Lost. I just covered that up. Yeah, because Lost started getting so bad. Yeah. It started, it, and it's because they didn't. Like ABC just wanted it to keep being right. a hit. Just keep going, keep going. Gotta so go back. when your whole show, exactly, <laughs> when your whole show exists on the premise of just like we need constant mystery, mm-hmm. you get to the point to where it's like, oh, d- now we don't know what the hell's going on. Right. Like we don't even know how to write to anything that makes sense anymore. Right. And that show got good again, at least for me. I, know I like some, the end. That yeah. shows. I like the ending, but also once they decided that like, oh, we end in three more seasons. Right. That's what I mean. Like, it's kind of crazy then, that it's like TV used to be like, we're just gonna figure this shit out. Like, it's TV is so forever. much better now because we have a plan. We gotta, we gotta go. <laughs> yeah, we know how long yeah. we're going. Like, yeah. so much better now. But like, what that show was once they because you mentioned the we gotta go back moment. It was like that was when it was the end of that season. It was mid that season where they said like, oh, we're gonna end yeah. in two thousand eight yeah. or whatever it was. Mm. They're like, we're going to do three more seasons, then we're going to be done. Then that's when they did that twist right. of like, oh, we're not seeing a flashback anymore. We're seeing a flash forward. Right. And that changed the whole show. Because right. that was when I stopped watching that season because a bunch of dumb Me stuff too, happened. Because actually, when you, Luke, when you asked like anything you haven't seen all of, I've seen all except for like a half of a season of Lost because I stopped watching. like, ah, oh, this show sucks now. Hmm. And then I just happened to catch. I'm like, I'm gonna watch this season finale, and then it blew me away because it was that one. It was like the, it was like season three, I think. And I've always told myself, be like, you know, I do want to go back and like watch all of Lost because I've heard there's some characters I missed entirely, and I never bring myself to do it because I I don't want to. I feel like I got the best experience already. <laughs> of like, oh, I skipped the bad stuff. 
and just got to see it get good again. I'm not going to go back and make myself do it again. Right. It reminds me, a great summer I had of TV watching so is when I was living in Fayette again. And like mm-hmm. you know, before everything was streaming and I had a little TV. And I remember that crooked, yeah. janky apartment I lived in for one summer had like that yes. little garage. And like the apartment was literally slanted. Like you could put stuff in one room and roll to another room. Yeah. <laughs> So I was I was working that summer and doing like workouts for football and stuff. So really like not much of a life outside of that. And then I would come home and watch like the little box TV, whatever was on the couple channels. But they were re-airing season one of Lost. So all I ever nice. saw of Lost was season one. I mean, but it's I, a good season, I, I watched so, yeah. I watched Lost re-air season one. And I also happened to catch on, like, whatever channel that was showing syndicated stuff, they started Quantum Leap at episode one and just oh! and just played them in order. And it was like, that was always the time when I had gotten home from, like, work and workouts and stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to watch me some Lost and some Quantum Leap. And that's really pretty solid. <laughs> and those two shows pair together nicely. Oh, it was. It, that is, it that was is a good wine and cheese pairing <laughs> of TV shows, actually, would be Lost and Quantum Leap. Yeah, and they were they were in chronological order. And it was great to, like, you know, I loved watching Quantum Leap when we were kids. But to yeah. watch it as a start, all like, I think that summer, they just played them all the way through to the end. So just start to finish. Watch Quantum Leap. Like, how often do you get to do that in a pre-digital world? Pre-streaming, you know? like, yeah. It was great. Yeah. No, that's great. Well, and Quantum Leap is already a great show where you can watch it out of order, and it doesn't matter because yeah. it's a different movie every yeah, week. Yeah, right. And does it just starts and ends with them being like, oh, boy, and then you're <laughs> – and then you're in it. Yeah. But it would be interesting to actually like watch it all in order. Well, because it was like there were some things, not that not from episode to the episode. The very beginning has kind of like story stuff a little bit. Yeah, but, but I mean like the end tying into the beginning and seeing them that close together, at, which we're used to now as we binge watch stuff on streaming. But like, you know, when we were watching that show originally, like you watch the end and you maybe vaguely remember the first episode, but it was however many years before yeah it was like kind of cool to what that was like one of the first times i remember like i watched the first episode and the last episode real close together and it calls back to the first episode and that's pretty cool yeah and now it's weird if you do anything else with a tv yeah. show yeah mm-hmm. because i have moments where i'm just like ah, do i need to rewatch a season because i don't remember everything and I, I i have to consciously remind myself no that's what tv used to be yeah, and it was okay <laughs> and i did fine and i still enjoyed shows i didn't need to consume all of it in one bite yeah and i i have to rem- i have to remind myself like no no your brain will be fine you're not gonna freak out <laughs> it's okay you didn't watch the, the last season yesterday it was a year ago be, it's okay nostalgic you'll feel good about it and be like oh yeah well, and you have moments too where you'd be like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of had that with Breaking Bad because I was watching that. Like, I watched the first couple seasons when they started blowing up on Netflix. So I never really got to see mm. it. And then I watched those last couple seasons in real time. Mm. And then it was fun actually being like, oh, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's because I didn't just watch it. I, I got rewarded. I got the <laughs> dopamine in my brain. <laughs> and I, I pushed the button and I got a treat. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, well, anything else? <laughs> Bucks are losing. 
Bucks are losing. <laughs> Darn it. Check <laughs> in here for your gardening tips, train facts, and Milwaukee Bucks updates. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's, okay. Next episode, let's do a live calling of the Milwaukee Bucks game. Do it. And during, during commercial breaks, we'll give, we'll give gardening tips. And I'll bring some train facts. It'll be great. <laughs> we won't even listen to this show anymore. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, well, we could spend about an hour. We probably wrap up. Hey, Landon, real quick, tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Ah, uh, you can't, can't do it. Can't yep, do, it, we'll do it. I also like that you, <laughs> Luke. Did you catch this? Landon just leaned in to hear me better, and he's got earbuds in. <laughs> hey. he, just leaned, he just leaned closer to the computer as if he would hear me better. He had to, he had to wind up his computer again. <laughs> it was running low on juice. Yeah, I had to wake up the hamster. <laughs> To make sure <laughs> pull started again. <laughs> oh, well, all right. I think we can probably end there, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think anything so. Else? Any other any other wildly obscure reference anyone feels like throwing out? Huh? Uh, okay. uh, all right, I got one. You guys remember Yahoo Serious? <laughs> all right. <laughs> young uh, Young Einstein or whatever. Young Einstein. There you go. Yeah. And, uh, what was anyway? What was the other one? Where he, uh, was the guy who'd been shot the most times, like the Old West one? You remember what I'm talking about? I can't remember what it was called, but yes, I do. He did like two movies. Uh-huh. I, I remember. I'm going to go off and do it. Yes, do it. Yes, good. Because of you guys, I got to watch a lot of inappropriate stuff way younger than I should have. I'd like to thank you now. <laughs> you don't remember this, but. When my mom was busy with you two, when you were real young, yeah. we had cable, and we had HBO and Cinemax, <laughs> <laughs> and Dad had them run out to the garage with the TV, so I'd just tell Mom, I'm going out to the garage, and I'd watch whatever was on <laughs> Cinemax, <laughs> HBO, whatever. So I, re- I remember those Yahoo Serious uh, movies being on, which those aren't like inappropriate or, you know, whatever, not bad. Say, especially for you, like just out there watching random Cinemax. Yeah, like, that I was going to end with like, and that's where my love for softcore started. <laughs> right. I mean, like, so not so much that, but like rated R action movie or whatever. Like, yep. dial yeah. it up. Here we go. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Like, yeah, I, you know, I wasn't causing a problem. She was watching you. Dad was at work. All good. <laughs> but I, I, I specifically remember watching those Yahoo Serious movies like over and over again. We watched Young Einstein a mm-hmm. lot. I remember that was one of those. That was one of those movies that, as I got older, I wasn't sure if I made it up or not. <laughs> You know what I mean? Do you guys ever had that with like movies yeah. where you're just like, did I dream that? That sounds made up. <laughs> well, that movie is. And I'd be like, you guys, what What was that movie where, remember, there was a guy, he would try to bake kittens. Remember? <laughs> they were like in a pie tin and, and they got out. And I'm like, maybe I dreamt that. That's not real. Einstein was Tasmanian in this world. Yep. Yep. And equals mc squared was the formula to put fizz in beer. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was to make beer carbonated. Yeah, so anyone who has not seen this, this is all real. This is a real movie that you can watch. And good luck trying to find it. <laughs> I'm sure you can find it now. I don't know. I'd be surprised. Every now and then I'm just like, oh, maybe I'll find this on Amazon. Like, no, apparently the world has deleted this from existence. <laughs> Yahoo Serious has the only two copies. But, uh, but yeah. Because Freaked was another one of those. Do you remember the movie Freaked? I remember the name, but I couldn't tell you what the movie is. 
It's the one. Reckless so Kelly. The one. Reckless Kelly is, I think, the name of the other Yahoo <laughs> Serious movie. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I think that's it. <laughs> You got so excited. I'm like, who's Reckless Kelly? <laughs> I, I, think it's, I think it's that. <laughs> Should I go, I'm going to Google it right now. Look it up. I'm going to look right now. I guess it's even too obscure for me. If you had Reckless Kelly. <laughs> Reckless Kelly. Well, there's a rock band called Reckless Kelly. Uh, Reckless Kelly... 1993 comedy starring Yahoo Thank Serious. You. Yes, <laughs> yes, sir. Hugo Weaving's in that movie. <laughs> I would not have remembered that, but I'm pretty. And so is Melora Hardin. She played Jan from The Office. Oh, right on. I'm pretty. That's their beginnings. I'm pretty happy about remembering that title. I, bro, no, good pull. <laughs> good pull there. That was me but, uh, in, watching it in the ground. What year to go out? 93? 93. So I was eight years old in the garage by myself, just watching whatever. <laughs> Watch that a bunch. It's like the, it's like the thing of you two. Like I, I just pictured like you almost dressed like dad because dad's right now is usually like, I'm just going to the garage. And then he's just out there all night watching TV. Yeah. So I like to picture an eight year old kid just being like, well, I'm going to go to the garage. Uh, you know. that, was, that was a lot of my life back then because at the same time, that's when like dad would work on other people's cars like late at night. You know, he had that whole midnight auto thing. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Again, I would just go out there with him in the middle of the night and just watch TV and play with car parts. <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I was gonna clang a couple carburetors together, watch a Yahoo serious movie. It's uh well, how I spend my time. Dad had a drawer, it still has it. The junk drawer in his yeah. big toolbox. Yep. So I would I would make pretend robots and you know, watch HBO. <laughs> <laughs> oh man the 90s really were simpler times weren't they, they were <laughs> oh, it, was, it was good living really <laughs> I also from that garage me and Dickie called the Fox radio station and asked them if we could rollerblade for them in the parade oh I remember that but that, that was that was me and Dickie cold called them from the garage. <laughs> you guys did. You guys did rollerblade for yeah. them in the parade. Yeah, just on our own accord, be like, what if we called them and asked if we can rollerblade for them in our, you know, in the Music Man Festival parade? So we called them, and I remember like them answering me like, hey, we like to rollerblade. Could we rollerblade for you in the parade and hand out T-shirts or whatever? And unbelievably, they were like, I guess. <laughs> and I remember that, too, because I remember going to that parade and you rollerblading yeah. by and giving us Fox merch. And I remember in that moment being like, man, I think my brother's famous. <laughs> He's yeah. in a parade working for the radio. Uh, Everyone must know like, my older brother. <laughs> like, I think about that. He must be a media <laughs> darling. We moved from Mason City when I was 11. So I had to be like yeah. 9 or 10. Yeah. And we were just like, call him up. It'll be fine. <laughs> like, that's my kid's age now. Could you imagine them just calling a radio station and be like, we want to put in some work? Yeah, it's, it's the polar opposite of a prank call. Because <laughs> yeah. instead of calling someone and, and humiliating them, you called them and, and offered free labor. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that makes sense. I've cool. never thought about that parade till now. And I was I never even thought to think of why you were in the parade handing stuff out for the fox, but now I know. <laughs> you cold know, called and, and, and pitched yourself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Listen. Uh-huh. To the all of one of you that stuck around to the end, that's a scoop. <laughs> that's a scoop there. <laughs> Oh, well, I think that's a good place to end it. Uh, anything else to say, boys? Huh? <laughs> we'll see you in Branson. That's where we'll see you. Bye. <laughs> Later. <laughs>